This is Floss Weekly. I'm Doc Searles. This week, Jonathan Bennett and I talk with Alex Belokriloff of Bellsoft. But they have this stream that starts with their uh, Liberica JDK and moves through uh, Alpaquita Linux. That's their, their Linux distribution for Java on clouds, which does a lot on clouds you may not know. Very, very flexible, very interesting. And that is coming up next. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Floss Weekly, episode 715, recorded Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. Lower cloud costs for Java. This episode of Floss Weekly is brought to you by Collide. That's Collide with a K. Collide is an endpoint security solution that gives IT teams a single dashboard for all devices, regardless of their operating system. Visit collide.com slash floss to learn more and activate a free 14-day trial today. No credit card required. Hello again, everyone, everywhere. I am Doc Searles. This is Floss Weekly. And welcome back. I have Jonathan Bennett on the show this week. Hey, Doc. There he is. Yeah, it's good to be here. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> but I heard our director j- jumping in, but you sound too much like him, I think. Which, oh, which uh-oh. <laughs> That's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> how, how th- I mean, I, I, I'm more used to hearing about weather problems where you live because there are tornadoes and big storms and sometimes earthquakes. But And our weather here has been boring for like a month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Ours has been rock and roll, more rock because there and rocks that rolled. It, we had like 20 some inches of rain which is more than we get in like a whole winter. California has two, two, uh, two seasons, fire and rain. Yeah. Nine months a year, it's fire. Two months is rain. And we had monster rains. Lots of, lots of roads are out still. People are isolated in the mountains and stuff. And um, the internet was in and out. So, so we, you know, I had to deal with ro- robots at the, at the ISP. <laughs> and then there were trucks on the street yesterday, but we're good now. You mean you don't have a, a Starlink system yet that you could just pop out in your backyard? <laughs> no. Well, the problem is, as you, as you and probably listeners and viewers know, um, I live in at least three places. <laughs> and so having, having you know, generator backup or something like that is not, not is too complicated. So it just, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to fit a generator in your suitcase. <laughs> it's true. What, what, what have you got there <laughs> and why? Uh, Someday I'll tell you the story about trying to transport a an electric bike across the country and being told I had to take out the lithium battery and carry it on my person. <laughs> that, was, that was the least of it, actually. Yeah. So, um, so to, to to hurry along, you, um, are you familiar with our our guest or our I've learned company? I've learned a little bit about it um, over the last couple of days doing prep for the show. Uh, I am familiar with the idea of, of, of course, Java. I think everyone has touched, everyone in our profession has touched Java to some extent or another. Some people have embraced it and some people have tried to keep it at arm's length as much as possible, but we've all had to do something with it, I believe. Um, I have covered the idea of Java on the server running web apps. Uh, from a security perspective from time to time and all of the things that that implies. Um, so I'm, I am adjacent to being familiar with <laughs> what he does. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're my adjacency tool. Um, I'm, as <clears throat> I always have to disclaim, I'm not, I've never been a programmer. I've always been a journalist. I've covered this stuff. It was kind of like the, <clears throat> the ball player who doesn't do the sport, but covers it, has covered it all his life. So <clears throat> anyway, so I, I want to jump into it. Uh, our guest is uh, Alex Belokriloff. Uh, uh, I hope I have that right. He's the CEO and founder of Bellsoft, the company behind uh, Libersia, and I may have mispronounced that, JDK. Uh, his Java journey started at Sun Microsystems, as so many others did, and was followed by his Oracle experience. I want to hear the difference between employment and experience. That would be interesting, and uh, which helped to establish Alexander as one of the most influential Java thinkers and a significant contributor to Java's evolution and adoption. So welcome to the show, Alex. There you are. Thank you. Thank you, Doc, for the introduction. Yeah, the name of the distribution, what we deliver to the community and our happy customers is Liberica GDK. Liberica. 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 Yes, uh, we work 
creating that, we we want to use uh, some uh, connotation to free and liberty. So it's and 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 to coffee too. And, uh, I know it's it, it's complicated because it, uh, it gets a good pronunciation. In English, we tend to emphasize the first syllable. In French, they tend to emphasize the last syllable. <clears throat> In different Latin languages, the it's the middle syllable. It's um. Um, so, so where are you located, uh, Alex? Uh, um, like the the we headquartered in in San Jose, but the developers uh, all around the world. As in any open source uh, companies, I'm currently traveling. I'm in uh, Kazakhstan with some part of our team here. You're in Kazakhstan right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow! It is late. It is late for yours. Sorry. About that. <laughs> it is. It is. Either that or very okay. early. Okay. I, I got used to it. anyway. Anyway. Uh, I need to connect with my team in, I know, in California. I, <clears throat> it's it's always interesting to me that people in um in in say in, in Europe are very careful like it's their evening there. But for people who are in India, Kazakhstan, um uh China. places that are basically twelve or near twelve off because India's a half hour off the rest of the world, are they're they're fine being up in the middle of the night. <laughs> I guess it's just an occupational necessity. So, so, yeah, when so, we started go ahead, w- working with all around the world and like Australia, uh, the United States, Europe, Middle East, all has <laughs> different different time zones, and uh, your working day is a mess now. You, you, it's it's endless, and uh, <laughs> it's it's never starts, never ends. <laughs> no escape, no escape. The phone rings at any time. So so um. So tell us about your own journey there. Um, what got you from Sun? And I'm sure working with Java at Sun, where it really began to Oracle, which ate Sun, to your own independent path at this point. That is that is right. That is right. Yeah, I started my journey in uh, IT industry back in nineties. At that time, there was uh, the beginning of the open source. I would say so. We had uh, many proprietary Linux distributions, not Linux, Unix distributions. Mm-hmm. And uh, today, I I recently read the news about uh, IBM AIX. So this is the only alive proprietary Unix distribution, as I know. <laughs> and IBM decided to move their uh, engineers' position to India now for AIX. So, uh, Solaris and under maintenance and uh, APUX designed maintenance and uh, what will happen with uh, IBM IX? We'll see. And uh, it was it was very exciting time. And I joined Sun Microsystems. I was so uh, pleased to work with the company behind Solaris and uh, Java was uh, raised was was raising that time and. Uh, I uh, I joined uh, as an engineer in Java organizations, and uh, several like five years later, uh, Sun started a very exciting program. It's called Sun Campus Ambassadors. Sun was always about students and uh, the community, as you remember. And um, uh, I I took the position of the lead of uh, EMEA. Uh, EMEA program lead. And this uh, program was about uh, hiring students within the university and uh, uh, train them on Sun technologies, on Solaris, Java, and NetBeans, and then encourage them to share their knowledge among uh, fellow students. So we uh, we hired a lot of them and uh, even in EMEA, we had more than 100 students at that time. And uh, I had a very interesting interesting story of uh, hiring. Then I received lots of uh, CVs and um, I was hiring in the Middle East. Don't remember the exact country, but I received a CV, saw that the CV is a very good fit for our program. And uh, I asked the candidate for the uh, phone interview. And... Uh, I wasn't able to recognize that it's um, a girl's name, a female name there. 
and uh, a girl um, was on the other side and she was amazing. Uh, I said, yeah. And at that time, there wasn't so many, uh, so many uh, girls in, in IT industry. And uh, uh, I said, that's okay. I'm really happy with uh, your experience and uh, what you do. Uh, and I would like to, I would like to bring you on board uh, to the program. And she said, yeah, everything is, is good. I'm happy uh, too. However, I need to warn you that I'm only able to do presentations to a women audience. So I'm not capable to speak for, for men. He said, that's okay. <laughs> so, so finally, finally she joined the program, but that, that, that was uh, very interesting how culture is different and uh, that I even couldn't imagine that such thing could happen. This, this, this was a very good time. So many cultures, so many countries around and very nice. So I had a lot of fun with that. And after that, I meet and I'm still meeting these, like my my campus ambassadors at different companies. And even uh, a couple months ago, maybe at the end of the last year in Amsterdam, I met one of them at customers' meetings. That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, then uh, Oracle acquired Sun, and uh, Oracle was not so happy to uh, spend money on students. They were <laughs> counting money very well. And we decided to to stop Sun Campus Ambassador program, and Sun paid students actually uh, for that. And uh, however, Oracle was very um, interested to to become a steward of Java to say to the community that everything okay, and we will be uh, taking care of Java very carefully. And they uh, started their growing their. Java evangelism team and I moved to that group and uh, worked at Java Evangelist, uh, did like the presentations, wrote materials, organized the communities at different places as I already had the connections there. And uh, during that time, I had a very close connection with uh, the product team, Java product team. Uh, and. Um, uh, finally, we had an open position and I joined product management team at Java organization as principal product manager. And I've been working there for six years. So uh, my focus area was Java for embedded platforms for the last uh, several years. And uh, we actually created Java for ARM processors, like we ported it there. We ported Java for uh, like power PC uh, hardware. And uh, um, Java became, at least uh, like it started to become uh, the technology for the embedded platforms. No, no, all people know that Blu-ray technology based on Java. So at the back of every Blu-ray player, there is a Java logo. So this is, uh, this is interesting fact. Uh, however, time was going and Oracle was, uh, uh, changing from product company to a service company, like every every big company uh, want to be a player on uh, cloud markets, and Oracle is not an exception here. And uh, uh, they decided not to continue uh, this Java embedded play, and I moved to an IoT cloud service as a product manager. However, I was still in touch with the customers who use Java for embedded purpose. And they was really surprised that Oracle announced that there will not be any other releases beyond JDK 8 for embedded platforms. So nobody was happy about that. And the community said, like, they're our uh, Java for Raspberry Pis the newer version for Raspberry Pi. And uh, together with uh, my colleagues, uh, fellow colleagues, we decided to, to start Bellsoft in 2017. And our initial focus was uh, uh, Java for Embedded, Open JDK for Embedded Use. 
and uh, we uh, started to invest our our um, time and efforts and our knowledge into this uh, direction, this area. And uh, during the first year of the company existence, uh, we worked on um, uh, ARCH64, uh, this ARM port for 64-bit uh, processors, uh, specifically servers. And uh, during the first year of the company existence, we became one of top five OpenGDK contributors, top five uh, like uh, project contributors among such big names as Oracle, Red Hat, SAP, and Google. Some unknown company from, from the last year <laughs> became there. And I realized why uh, IBM acquired uh, Red Hat that time to catch up uh, to like to pass Pelsoft on this chart. <laughs> and um, yeah, we were making uh, Java. And uh, at that time, we created our uh, OpenJDK-based distribution, Liberica JDK, for ARM platforms. And we made the uh, community happy to provide them the JDK 9 um, for Raspberry Pis. And Raspberry Pi was a pretty popular platform at that time, and I still have a pile of them at my apartment. Like kids were kids were <laughs> playing with them. And um uh what's next? Uh, the next we we brought uh, we brought uh, a lot of uh performance optimizations for the ARM port uh, for the open JDK. Uh, OpenJDK is evolving by the specific process, uh, Java enhancement process. We brought one of these enhancements into the OpenJDK. And uh, you probably remember that at that time in 2018, Oracle announced changes in uh, Java release cadence, uh, like uh, OpenJDK release cadence. And uh, What's more important, Oracle uh, made Java a commercial product. Oracle started to ask the subscription to from, from organizations to allow them to use Java in production. And uh, many organizations was not happy that for 20 years they received Java for free with all the its updates, security and functionality. And now at one D it's became some like commercial product with uh, in some cases like millions of dollars subscription fee per year and uh, this created a big market uh, for oracle and makes uh, many many oracle customers unhappy so at that time a number of open gdk distributions appeared and bellsoft liberica was just in time for that so we quickly supported the widest range of platforms, added uh, obviously like Windows and uh, Linux 64 and 32 bits into our uh, portfolio, added Solaris and added PowerPC there because we already had the experience on those platforms. It was pretty easy for us uh, and we, uh, we, we started to provide uh, Liberica JDK uh, for anybody, and we started to sell commercial support for that. And uh, very quickly, we uh, were able to bring uh, a couple very well-known customers uh, from ISVs. Uh, one of them was uh, Pivotal. Uh, Pivotal is the company-backed Spring Framework. It was acquired by VMware in 2020. And now VMware became our customer. And uh, another one is very well known uh, developer tools is JetBrains, is uh, the company which almost every Java developer know and has their tools on their uh, laptop or desktop. And uh, uh, JetBrains actually is uh, itself, JetBrains products itself is Java applications which need runtime to um, to function, and Bellsoft supports this runtime, which inside um, JetBrains products. 
So, yeah, uh, moving forward uh, to the <laughs> yeah to the to the to the Open JDK uh, distribution, and we were uh, seeing some requirements from our customers yet, yeah, and of course, like VMware and JetBrains is not the only the only uh, users Bellsoft as as we see we already used by uh, almost like three percent of uh, Java around the world by several I, several uh, reports. I find it interesting that I've already used Bellsoft software and I didn't know it because I I use some JetBrains stuff uh, for doing Android development and. So, you know, the, the actual Android Studio is just a repackage of JetBrains. So, hey, I'm a customer too, I suppose, sort of. And then <laughs> that, you, talked about, right. you talked about your handful of Raspberry Pis. Well, I too have a handful of Raspberry Pis back on my desk. I think I have about 10 of them here, not counting the ones actually in use. So we are, we are in, in um, we, we are brothers in this. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to jump in and ask, um, you, you've done a great job with the history, but I'd love to get some more details about a few things. And the first one I want to start with is what exactly is the difference between OpenJDK and Liberica JDK? Because I know when I go to install Java on, say, my Linux distro, so let's just say Fedora, um, it grabs OpenJDK. And I'm curious with with Oracle kind of having dropped some support for that, are we actually pulling you guys' code and just using the same name? Uh, what's What's kind of the story between those two? Uh, yeah, every uh, every Open JDK distribution provider brings something something special into that, and of course, Liberica JDK has uh, the differentiators. In general, for um, for um, LTS versions for JDK eight, JDK eleven, JDK seventeen, we are we provide um, the vanilla Open JDK. So Everything we do, we contribute uh, into the Open JDK and then build Liberica JDK based on the Open JDK source code. Mm -hmm. And um, however, we provide three flavors of uh, our distributions. So we provide a stand, um, full standard and light versions of Liberica JDK. Full version includes some additional. Uh, libraries, uh, some additional functionalities like minimal VM, um, JavaFX, some additional APIs. So almost everything what we considered uh, as the production ready for uh, for our users. Standard one is the vanilla OpenJDK, but almost any other uh, distribution provider provides. And light version is the version of um, uh, OpenJDK specifically optimized for containerized use. So it's optimized inside and has a um, number of relevant backports, which allows that to save the resources. That's actually the part of our uh, offering for, for the containers. And besides that, this is about LTS versions. Besides that, we also provide support for the legacy versions of uh, of uh, Java, JDK six and JDK seven, you would be surprised that enterprises they are looking <laughs> forward to move to clouds, to Kubernetes, and to, to run um, microservices applications. And at the same time, they said we have many many applications which requires JDK six, and we are not going to migrate them. So can you guys provide us safe and secured version of JDK 6 together with your awesome and amazing effective solution for the cloud? That's their reality. So uh, so I would say that uh, uh, Liberica JDK and uh, Bellsoft provides the only distribution, uh, open JDK based distribution, which covers Everything. So I would say we cover legacy pods, JDK 6, JDK 7 support. We provide LTS versions supported. And also, in addition, we provide the distribution of uh, GraalVM called Liberica Native Image Kit. 
I will elaborate on that at at the at the part of of yeah our uh, well, I, I, or the native <laughs> compilation. Well, I, I look forward to your elaboration. Actually, uh, in the meantime, I have to open the right tab. <laughs> I'll make a computer and let everybody know that this episode of Floss Weekly is brought to you by Collide. That's Collide with a K. You know the old saying, when the only tool you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail? Well, the traditional approach to device security is that hammer, a blunt instrument that can't solve nuanced problems. Even after installing clunky agents that users hate, IT teams still have to deal with mountains of support tickets over the same old issues. And they have no way to address things like unencrypted SSH keys, OS updates, or pretty much anything going on with a Linux device. Collide is an endpoint security solution that's more like a Swiss Army knife. It gives IT teams a single dashboard for all devices, Mac, Windows, and even Linux. You can query your entire fleet to check for common compliance issues or write your own custom checks. Plus, instead of installing intrusive software that creates more work for IT, Collide's lightweight agent shows end users how to fix issues themselves. You can achieve endpoint compliance by adding a new tool to your toolbox, visit collide.com slash floss to find out how. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash floss. So, Alex, you were saying <laughs> you wanted to continue with, with what you were saying at that point. You you want to pick that up? Yeah, sure. So, um, I state, yeah, I state with the unique uh, proposition from Liberica and Bellsoft distribution. So we provide the uh, the most complete Java experience. Uh, that's how I would say that. So we provide legacy versions of um, uh, Java. We provide LTS versions of Java, and we provide the future of Java is the native image um, based on GraalVM projects. And everything we do we do open source way. I'm I'm curious. I'll jump back in. I'm curious about the uh, the Liberica native image kit. Uh, is this is this run is this running Java on bare metal uh, without a uh, Linux distro underneath it? Uh, not really. Not really. It still <laughs> okay. it still re- re- requires the Linux distro. It's it can it can run on the distroless Linux. So okay. to uh, yeah, the native image is capable to embed muscle library inside the image. So it's, uh, it's essentially it still requires it's essentially an embedded Linux distro. Um, something like uh, well, the one I'm familiar with that comes to mind is it's going to be something like OpenWRT, uh, the, the kind of Linux that you would put on a router. And then you guys have, have put Liberica JDK inside of that. Uh, no, 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 uh, no. I, I need, I need to elaborate. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. This, this is different story. This, uh, Liberica native image kit is the pro is the, um, set of tools, which allows to compile Java into a native execu- executable. So oh, okay. then, okay. then I you run you. Java, you, you need the whole, uh, GRE. Uh, Java runtime environment, in, which includes the core libraries and uh, virtual machine. And uh, with GraalVM, you don't need any of that. You compile your Java code into the native executable and huh. run that. And it provides lots of benefits for the cloud use. Uh, it's almost immediate startup, very low latency. So it can be used in Lambda like any other native application. Uh, lower, much lower memory consumption also. In many cases, uh, a bit better performance. Um, it, however, it has some trade-offs, of course. <laughs> you need to pay for that. <laughs> well, that's fair. People have to pay for something, right? You guys, you guys have to make a little bit of money. <laughs> No, 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 it's not, not about money. You, you have to pay to that your engineering time. You need to refactor your Java code right. and adopt that to be able to compile into the native. 
because it doesn't support a number of features which are pretty standard for, for Java runtime reflection, for example, or uh, runtime code generation. Everything must be done uh, during compile time. And then the image, actually, it's, it's not changeable. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so first off, we have, a, we have a comment from our Discord chat room. Uh, David Ruggles says, JetBrains, I'm a Python developer, not Java, but I love JetBrains. So <laughs> you guys get a lot. Of, so I, I made this joke that, uh, you know, in fact, I put a little more strongly in the Discord before the show. Java is a love it or hate it kind of language. Some people just absolutely fall in love with it. And some of us just really don't want to do have anything to do with it. But I think there's there's maybe some love for you guys even among those of us that really don't like Java, because your stuff pops up in a lot of different places. So for that, thank you. <laughs> that is right. Uh, yeah, and and then so let's let's talk a little bit about um, about how is this pronounced? Alpaquita, Alpaquita Linux. Alpaquita. Right? Yeah, yeah, this this is right. This is right. Yeah. So what's the story there? What does that let someone do? It's it's very. Let's let's start with with the naming. Okay. Yeah, I I I did didn't talk a, a bit about our contributions to OpenJDK and uh, to GraalVM. We um, there was there was a project within OpenJDK for many years, like Oracle Engineer. Michael Whitsett started that. Uh, the project called Pertola, and its uh, aim was to bring support of Alpine Linux into the OpenJDK because Alpine use the uh, muscle libc as standard c library uh, not glibc as uh, other um, distributions and uh, muscle wasn't supported by the open jdk mm -hmm. and uh, we created uh, liberica jdk muscle base a while ago and uh, used that and uh, during that time we prepared the pertola project to be the part of the OpenJDK upstream. And at JDK 16, we integrated Pertola project into the upstream of OpenJDK. And uh, now Alpine is the first class citizen within OpenJDK. So it's supported platform. Uh, then we, we, when we did uh, the same for GraalVM, so made Alpine as the part of GraalVM. And during that, play because we've found Alpine a perfect uh, distribution for the containers uh, because we created containers for Liberica light distribution and delivered that to our customers who run their Spring Boot applications uh, in, in cloud and containerized environment. And during that time, we uh, identified some areas which, which need to be improved uh on linux side not on java side we mm. like we, we we were able to do everything with our distribution because it was our distributions and finally we understood that the creation the linux distributions with optimizations targets for the java workloads that's reasonable and that's what we actually did so why is uh, Alpkita, the naming was, uh, it's, it's always very hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and the, project wait, project names are like email addresses. All the good ones are taken. <laughs> absolutely. And it was our case, actually. So we, we um, uh, decided to name our Linux distribution Alpkita. Uh, no, Alpkita. Initially, it was Alpaca. Alpaca are animals who lives in, in South America uh, mm -hmm. mountains and they are very cute. <laughs> and uh, we saw that, yeah, alpaca lives in mountains, alpine is the mountains, nice connotations, so let's do that. And it's funny. <laughs> uh, looks, yeah. It looks funny. And we, we decided to do that, created everything already named our packages. And then we started to pass through legal due diligence and legal guys say to us that this uh, trademark already taken and uh, they strongly suggested us not to move forward with uh, alpaca. So we played around and uh, found alpaquita in Spanish that's called like kind of a alpaca kit. And uh, 
we decided why not it's even more cuter than, than alpaca <laughs> and now we have alpaquita linux and alpaquita cloud native platform so uh, alpaquita linux uh, is alpine based but with some additional um, additional optimizations what we put inside uh, first of all we uh, did some uh, balance we 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 uh, put uh, some balanced kernel uh, option configurations. We enabled uh, NUMA, non-uniform memory access uh, with NUMA warrant scheduler. We uh, enabled task group support. Um, and uh, we enabled uh, budget fair queuing uh, with some other additional features that's about the kernel and alpaquita based uh, on the lts kernel 5.10 on the um, lipsy side uh, we did uh, the biggest part of 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 our work actually and uh, we uh, decided that our distribution will create free standard c libraries will provide Alpaquita with uh, standard muscle library. Uh, and uh, we also add our muscle perf. So muscle, which performs uh, good with Java. Sure. And uh, we, we put um, uh, like optimization options. Uh, we uh, add uh, minus O2 and minus O3 for different subsystems of muscle perf uh, on the other side alpine only use uh, minus os which allows optimizations for size and um, <clears throat> uh, bellsoft muscle supports indirect functions which um, allows to use different implementations of uh, functions for this specific platform for this specific processor yeah. and uh, muscle perf also supports various cpu uh, specific awesome functions uh, in addition to uh, benefit from um, uh, from new cpu instructions operations operating system must be able to discover them and muscle perf uh, internally implements cpu feature discovering also and uh, the third part is glipsy Glipsy is the part of Alpaquita distribution also because many um, many uh, users, as we see, uh, we depend on Glipsy, uh, and we, we cannot just quickly migrate to uh, Muscle because on the native side we have dependencies to Glipsy. However, they use uh, Java and they run Java applications, so we provide the flexibility. To, to our users with different uh, different libc implementations and in addition to extend it, that flexibility even even wider we provided uh, free uh, memory allocators there like rpmalloc mimalloc and gmalloc for different workloads they all have may all have trade offs of course and there is no a silver bullet for any use cases but uh, if if that that's possible to to play with different one and find the most optimal one for this specific workload, that's always good, and we found that uh, useful for us. Yeah. And uh, Alpaquita also has some uh, uh, security hardening, sure. so we implemented uh, add the kernel uh, lockdown to prevent direct and indirect access to the. Uh, running kernel image, we uh, implemented, we support the secure boot and uh, we support kernel module sign in with SHA uh, 512. Uh, we are about to provide security advisory to our users and customers. And of course, 24 by 7 support is always valuable. Yes. <laughs> so I'm I'm curious, uh, it sounds like a lot of the things that are going on in Alpaquita not, not to oversimplify, but a lot of it is tuning for Java specific workloads. And I'm curious with, 
does anyone do a Docker image that uses Alpaquita as kind of the the distro running inside Docker? It almost sounds like you could, uh, I don't know, maybe have a Red Hat server where Red Hat runs on the bare metal and then use Docker and an Alpaquita image to run your individual Java workloads. Does that does that make sense at all? Is that something that people are doing? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That makes sense because uh, just using Alpaquita instead of the standard uh, OpenJDK container with uh, Debian or uh, Red Hat mm-hmm. can bring uh, a lot of memory savings. So with uh, with uh, Alpaquita with Liberica Lite, we were able to see the amazing results actually for JDK 11, which is the most popular JDK distribution now. We see a memory saving up to 40% on Spring Boot applications, on Spring applications, and Spring is the most popular, uh, the most popular framework for uh, Java among Java developers. So 40% memory savings is a lot. And the Alpakit has also a better startup time than the other Linux distributions. We actually have the, a good article about uh, performance measurements of Alpakit and comparison that to the other um, to the other containers with uh, the Open JDK and our blog blog. And uh, yes, this uh, this. Like everything we did finally brought us a very good uh, boost and and memory consumption. And what what does that mean? Uh, then you um, capable to save to save memory. Then you um, for for memory bound services. That means that for uh, like in Kubernetes, if you have many services, you can use two times smaller ports. And using two times smaller ports on a scale can bring to savings lots of nodes in Kubernetes. And nodes equal to, 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 to money, <laughs> to, to yeah. costs. That's, that's it. That's, that's uh, what we are uh, promoting now. And um, Alpakita stream containers with Liberica lights are free and uh, freely available uh, from Bellsoft Docker Hub. Well, anybody could get that and use it wherever we, we want in production or anyway, and get immediate benefits from from savings. We are not uh, claiming that that could bring uh, a lot of uh, benefits for other technologies. We only say that we are assured that for Java applications, specifically for Spring Spring Boot applications, that will bring you value. However, I would be really happy to hear any feedback from other technologies, like Alpaquita is available as standalone base image, and who knows, maybe for Python it works even better. Well, I want to get to some more questions about those kind of things, plus uh, deployment, how you make money, a bunch of stuff like that, but first I have to let everybody know it's time for the Twit audience survey. The annual survey helps us understand our audience so we can make your listening experience even better. It only takes a few minutes to complete. Please do it. Go to, uh, go take this, uh, let it go, that last sentence. Go to twit.tv slash survey23 to take it. Don't wait. The last day to take the survey is January 31st. And thank you for doing that. Um, so, so Alex, it, it seems to me that, um, when you look at the world of clouds, there are a zillion different kinds doing lots of different kinds of workload. You're watching them when you look at your TV. They're pretty much all the websites you're going to now are in some kind of cloud. Everybody's email is in a cloud. Um, what, what kind, I mean, what do you, what do you see in deployment that either uh, Alpaquita Linux and your upstream um, uh, forms of enablement make possible Versus what's going on in cloud in general, because you must have a real um, perspective on that. Uh, I could I could elaborate on the Java side, what's going on there. Yeah, but that's fine. I, yeah, yeah uh, what, what I see is that uh, 
Java is not perfect technology for the cloud, and there are many competitors for Java, which claims that they are much smaller, where you could run faster, start uh, start faster, save memory. However, I would consider Java as a Swiss knife. Java has everything inside. You need security, security already inside Java. You need um, the um, synchronous um, input-output, it's inside. And uh, you just select what, what you need. Other technologies, yes, they, they might like start instantly and they are small. However, then you uh, go to the same functionality that what Java provides, you will came to very similar, similar results and consumptions. And uh, I see that what we can do with Java is to make it specifically for the, for the task. So not to make it as Swiss knife for everything, but to decouple it out of some part of that. And uh, this technology already inside Java, you uh, like Java users, Java developers already can uh, make on the part of the runtime for their uh, specific applications. Uh, but we can go further also and uh, GraalVM, the native compilation is, I think, the future of Java. So then Java code compiled it to the native executable with all the parts of JDK which requires for these particular applications. Mm -hmm. And uh, we see that uh, there are already a number of um, frameworks in this area and uh, Spring uh, is the most popular. Recently, VMware announced Spring uh, Spring 6, Spring Framework 6, which has uh, Spring native inside and uh, this um, capable to be compiled into the native image and run as a native executable. And I think this is for, for Java side is the uh, near future, I would say. And the technology will gain popularity in uh, one, two years. Uh, of course, this is for, for the new applications. Nobody would be happy to rewrite some or even start refactoring. And uh, I think that still JDK 6 will live for, I don't know, for 10 more years, definitely, because now the um, within OpenJDK, uh, we committed to support JDK 8 until 2030. And we see that many customers are not going to move out of that and they will continue using that. So um, in terms of, of the cloud side, the native compilation of Java code definitely be the next mainstream from, from my point of view. It's, it's interesting to me that um... I was trying to look back at when it started, when Java started. It may have been, was it back when they were doing Spark and Sun was doing Spark? I think so. I, I was working with Sun at that time um, as an outside contractor, but uh, when Java came along, the whole idea was that it would be machine independent. And, uh, and we're way above the machine at this point. So it's like looking at the future and where Java is going now and actually contrasting it from what, you know, James Gosling wanted it to be back on day one. It's sort of an interesting exercise, I think. So where do you that's, see it going? And Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that, that, that is it. So Java is the universal universal technology, which by, by packaging inside the container, it can be then executed in any any cloud, right? You have uh, packaged your application inside the, the set of containers and then deploy to the um, cloud-based Kubernetes. And it, it runs there smoothly. And you don't think about what's inside, whether that, um, which, which kind of Linux there, why, why sh should you care? It will just run. That's not about native executable. Now you need to know uh, exactly what architecture you will be running your applications. So, so tell me about your your own business model. You've like lots of companies. You have 
free and open stuff that you that you provide people. But what what is what is your business? Then what is Bellsoft? How does it make a living? How do you make a living with that? Sure, sure. Yeah, developers need to eat too. So <laughs> we we of course we we are geeks and uh, we're really happy about what we we do. But yeah, business uh, business is business. Uh, we provide uh, technical support for the Open JDK. This is our main line uh, for it's kind of uh, our classical business. And our differentiator here is that we are among a leading contributors and we are an independent company. And everything we do for our customers became the part of the Open JDK project. So we don't have some internal hidden repository where we put all patches for our customers and then we bind them to like lock them to the Bellsoft Liberica. No, we said like you're our customer, you have a bug, you have an issue, we'll, we'll fix it for you and it will become the part of any other uh, OpenGDK distribution. So you are free to go to our competitors if you want. If you don't value our white glove treatment, you can go to anybody else. And uh, we have uh, very happy customers who had uh, been, uh, had been, had received support from other organizations and they said, Bellsoft is amazing. <laughs> we are really happy to be, to be such guys. And uh, yeah, we were able to bring such a big ISVs, which uh, can do it themselves, but they trust us and they rely on us uh, and relies on Liberka JDK uh, on that. And uh, so that's about Liberica JDK. Liberica JDK is uh, free forever, and uh, we 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 sell technical support. We monetize and by selling technical support for that. Uh, for Alpakita, we provide Alpakita stream containers. This is the Alpakita stream, which has a six-month support lifecycle with Liberica Lite inside. And uh, in addition, we have a commercial product uh, called uh, Alpakita Cloud Native Platform. This uh, cloud native platform includes Alpakita Enterprise Linux with LTS support, like four years um, support lifecycle. Uh, has uh, Liberica Lite inside with some additional uh, additional uh, optimizations features and uh, additional integrations with uh, uh, APMs. And as the part of the offering, it also includes uh, the support for Liberica Native Image Kit with extended set of um, extended set of um, like monitoring events. So uh, we, we're selling um, LTS versions of our freely available products, but we're still open source, obviously. Yeah, that makes sense. So I, I'm curious, do you see a future for Bellsoft uh, that is bigger than Java? Do you have uh, other aspirations or things coming down the pike that are maybe Linux and open source software related? Uh, we'll see, of course. Uh, however, our primary focus, at least for now, is to make Java, to keep Java the number one choice for the modern enterprises, because modern enterprises started to look around for mm -hmm. other technologies and consider Java as the not the ideal to them. So we are here to eliminate that doubt and assured them that choosing Java is the right way for like coming 10 years. And that's what we truly believe in. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I, I, I'm just about to hand it back over to Doc. I think it's getting close to time to wrap, but there's a question I like to ask people, and it seems like this could be a good one here too. What is the weirdest or most impressive or just most surprising thing that you've seen someone do with your platform. So whether whether that be uh, Alpaquita or you know one of the other one of the other bits that you guys provide, what's what's the strangest, the most surprising thing that somebody has done with it? 
what surprised me uh, the last several years is the using the platform as the using 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 our product Liberica for uh, embedded solutions with uh, JavaFX. I think that's that's the most uh, imp impressive part. Many people consider JavaFX as the like dead end. However, as I see, there are lots of projects which still use JavaFX for UI, for a, a graphical user interface. And I identified some projects which started recently and they use that technology for, 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 for their solution. All right. And then what, so you, you mentioned this idea of trying to keep Java relevant for the next 10 years. What do you see as your primary competitor? What are people moving to? I mean, I, I doubt P, big enterprises see PHP code as the next big thing, right? That's kind of uh, on its way out too. Um, are, are people looking at moving to Python, maybe via Flask or what, what is the big competitor to Java? Uh, I see. I see several. According to Tyobe Index, uh, this year Java moved to a fourth position from the third one, uh -huh. and the first position is taken by Python, definitely. Mm -hmm. So, Python considered is the most popular programming language in the world. But as I see, um, the, the the projects moves to Go, and uh, projects moves to Rust. Uh, its n adoption is not really like wide, and this is not ubiqu ubiquitous languages. Mm. Java is still the the leader there for enterprise uh, software development. But who knows what will happen next? So we are down into the the short rows, as they say in <clears throat> in agriculture here. So uh, we always close with uh, with a question, which is. Is there anything we haven't asked that you wish we had asked that you could answer in a fairly short time? Mm. This is always a tough question because you you've have to done do a really great job of covering a lot of territory. I have to tell you, <laughs> you have to do some set calculations. What all have I talked about? What are all that I want to talk about? It's it's a challenging one to do on the spot. Yeah, this 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 is interesting. Yeah, maybe 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 <laughs> the usual usual question like there are number of uh, Open JDK distributions. How to select the perfect one? And uh, here my answer would be, it depends on your requirements, as always. Like the selection of anything should be based on the requirements, and you need to compare your requirements to the options provided by the projects and the same I would recommend to the OpenJDK distributions. If uh, you, you don't need anything out of the uh, Java distribution, you can use any anything. If you need some specific parts like legacy supports or like very small containers, people know what to consider. So, okay, so um, last, <laughs> last two questions. Um, uh, let's see, we see, see oh, there's a remark in the IRC I'm supposed to look at here. Java is the new COBOL, he said. That's not, that's not kind. <laughs> that's, but yeah. Uh, Java is a new COBOL for 15 years already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I so it's... <clears throat> I have friends who were COBOL programmers. They're still employed, so <laughs> this stuff doesn't go away. <laughs> that's, that's, that's unkind, but why not? When, when you've, got a, you've got a winner. I, I, I wouldn't say so. Yeah, Java, Java is evolving. It's evolving. It's not, um, it's not embedding some like hype features. Java is always waiting than any developer practices, any developer's um, features will be adopted by developer community within other projects. And then Java absorbed that technology, which already had traction, which already had proven track records. Because Java uh, creators, 
knows that they are creating the technology for decades, not for a couple of years of hype. So with the final, final two questions, um, short ones that would be interested in your answer. What is your favorite scripting language and, uh, and text editor? <laughs> we yes. ask everybody this. The, the text, text editor is Atom, and uh, the scripting language is JavaScript. <laughs> that would make a, ki a kind of sense. <clears throat> well, Alex, it has been great having you on here. You've been a fantastic guest, and, um, and we hope to have you back one of these days. Thanks a lot, Doc. I, Thanks a lot, Jonathan. It's my pleasure being here, and <laughs> thanks a lot for the invitation one more time. As well, as well here. Thanks. So, Jonathan, how, don't you had some great questions. Thank you for carrying the weight on that. <laughs> it was fun. Um, I, I don't know. I, I sort of, uh, I sort of secretly have thought for a while that Java is the new COBOL. Um, and <laughs> and then, as some people pointed out, well, maybe that is accurate because COBOL is not as dead as people think it is, too. Um, I, I don't know. There, there is definitely a lot of places where Java is still getting used. And so it is great that there are people that still care about it and are still carrying the torch. Um, I also found, I found it really interesting that he, he made two statements. The first one being just kind of offhandedly. Yeah. We're also interested whether Alpakita does well with uh, Python and then, yeah, we know Python is the most popular language in the world and a lot of enterprises are moving to it. It's like, I wonder if they're thinking about that, <laughs> but it's cool. It's, it's also very, very neat to see sort of the in-depth tuning that they're doing with, um, particularly with Apikita and, and all of the different things inside that Linux distribution that they're touching to try to make it as performant as possible on a bunch of, uh, a bunch of different platforms. And so some of the things he was talking about um, is, is like you have your, so what they would do is they would run a test case and they would see, okay, which function is this test case spending the most time in? And then let's go tune that function for um, a a processor that has AVX 512. And then if you go and run it on like a, a Xeon processor that has AVX 512 support, it'll use those particular um, uh, commands, th those um, that, that processor extension. And I find that, that really interesting because some things in Linux do that and other things don't. And uh, it's just fascinating where you can squeeze every bit of performance out of whatever machine you're running on. So I think that's pretty cool too. Yeah, it, it's interesting to me because the... Um... You know, I was kind of around for the beginning of Java and the ambitions behind Java that Sun had at the time. And, and um, you know, if you could have <clears throat> stood in the halls then and said, what, where will we be, you know, 30 years from now? Uh, and, you know, where uh, there, there are the few proprietary uh, Unixes are all but gone. It was interesting to hear that AIX is still out there or that uh, IBM Unix or HP Unix is still out there in some places. Mm -hmm. um, but you know that these things are very, very kind of permanent. I mean, it's interesting this this week. It's almost irrelevant, but um, <clears throat> we had this big power outage, and all the radio stations went off. And the one people missed the most, I think, was the classical station. So that's the co classical music is the cobol of, <laughs> of music, I suppose. <laughs> and people still like it. Anyway, so um, so what have you got to plug, and uh, so we can get out. Sure. Time. So I've got I've got two things that I pretty much always plug. And the first is over at Hackaday.com. You can catch my work there, particularly every Friday morning. We have the security column goes live. And sometimes we talk about Java related security things. Most of the most of the time over on Java land, it's deserialization bugs, um, which seems to be kind of the uh, <clears throat> the Achilles heel for Java that they always keep having to fix. And then the other thing, of course, to plug is the Untitled Linux show, which is a Club Twit exclusive show. And uh, I, I mentioned this last week and then got privately told that I mentioned it too early. Well, I can officially mention it this week. Uh, <laughs> we have a video feed now for the Untitled Linux show, starting with episode 84. Uh, so you have to go and subscribe to that. It is yet another feed inside your Club Twit membership page. Uh, but you can catch our uh, 
beautiful and wonderful faces. We'll go with that. Um, and, <laughs> and get to see some video. And we have hopes of maybe doing some more things with that uh, live demos and uh, actually being able to show you the things that we're working on. So that will be fun. Catch those two things. Keep up with me there. Yeah. So, so for people listening and not watching, uh, Jonathan has a bad face for radio. So, <laughs> Thank you. One of those. I have a good face for radio. Uh, anyway, I, I want to let everybody know that uh, next week's guest is uh, is Christine Hall. Christine Hall is a real authority on all matters floss, um, journalist and hacker from way back, and a lot of fun to talk to. That is coming up next week, and we will see you then. I'm Doc Searles, and. Uh, See you next week. Listeners of this program get an ad-free version if they're members of Club Twit. $7 a month gives you ad-free versions of all of our shows, plus membership in the Club Twit Discord, a great clubhouse for Twit listeners. And finally, the Twit Plus feed with shows like Stacy's Book Club, The Untitled Linux Show, The Giz Fizz, and more. Go to twit.tv slash club twit. And thanks for your support.